When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, welcome into the show. Just a, a fair warning: we are kind of a train wreck today. Yeah, we've we have for like the third straight day, old Macadacs getting blown up by the internet company. We're doing work in your area. You may have internet. You may not have internet until 2024. Uh, so if I freeze frame drop at any point, carry on. If if Judd, I don't know what you're talking about. If Judd. You've been I had one gremlin. Lately. I had one gremlin. <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right. This is Purple Daily. It's a four-question Friday here on Purple Daily. And the show is sponsored by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL TVs. TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. New lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. We reject 500 football on this show. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Mackie, Judd, executive producer, Declan. And let's get to question number one here, boys. This is from Sports Illustrated. I'm getting this right up from our, our friends at thevikingage.com. Rick Spielman, the media tour continues over on Sports Illustrated. He's been all over radio and TV and just giving his thoughts. He was maybe going to sign with the Jaguars, but then... <laughs> That he didn't happen. For the Steel, or he is a candidate for the Steelers GM job. Yeah, he did interview, I okay. think. Yeah, he's one of, the, one of the finalists. So he said this to Sports Illustrated. I had an opportunity to see Malik Willis play live at Syracuse last fall. He did not have a lot of help around him. But even if you looked at the previous year when they played NC State, they played a lot of big schools the previous year. Off his junior tape, he gave them an opportunity to win games with not as much talent as some of these quarterbacks have around them. So I always thought he was the most intriguing quarterback in this draft class because of his athletic skill set and because of his arm strength. Hmm. He also said he thinks Kenny Pickett is the most ready of the passing prospects. So I guess my question for you guys is, what do you think about Rick Spielman identifying Malik Willis as the best quarterback in this draft class? (laughs) I I, kind of feel like Spielman's like Ben Simmons trying to find his jumper again. Like, all right, I got to get the Christian Ponder demons away, and I got to get the you know the Bridgewater stuff. 
you know, Tavares Jackson, but I'm I'm back out there. I've got quarterback takes, quarterback draft takes again. I'm going to spew them out there to Sports Illustrated. What do you think of Spielman loving Malik Willis? Uh, well, now the question of do, do I think that this kid can play has been officially answered. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Um, if Rick Spielman likes him, I don't. No, I think that it is – I think that Rick – probably does like him but i think that rick is being and i i have said this from day one of the time he got fired i think rick is also if he doesn't get a job with the steelers and obviously as you said he didn't get the jaguars job that he is positioning himself uh to get an an analyst role probably studio so he's given out takes that are more based on rick the analyst than rick the personnel guy um but i don't think it means much I, i i really don't like his his track record being able to being unable to identify young quarterbacks, um, I don't think it's a strike for or against Willis. I just think that Rick is very much positioning himself to provide a take that can be put on a resume tape. That's what I think. Okay, it's interesting because. Uh... Two things. Number one, he has kind of failed, right, to identify the quarterback. Teddy <laughs> might have been fine, but his leg exploded, which still does not help Spielman's resume. But if he was still the GM of the Vikings, is he positioning himself to take Malik Willis? I think like that's that's the curious part for me. If he was still running the show here in Minnesota, is are those comments that if if he said that if he was a GM of the Vikings, we'd be talking about this like crazy saying that he's probably going to try to draft Malik Willis or figure out a way well, to do it. Yeah, and he, you know, and, and and he would have obviously kept these thoughts to himself instead of going to like Albert Breer, but in in these thoughts that he gave to Albert Breer, he specifically referenced the fall when when he was still working for the Vikings and scouting players of all positions, and he's talking about how great Malik Willis looked in the fall against Syracuse and then again like the previous year against NC State. And then you start to do the math on the other things that he has said earlier this offseason. When, when asked about Kirk Cousins, would you go back and give him that contract? And he tap dances around and, and he talks about, like, it's obvious that he was thinking about some major changes, a new coach, if he would have kept the job, and maybe even a quarterback shakeup. So, yeah, I just, I, if he would have been the one to draft Malik Willis, I wonder what we would have thought of. We would have thought, oh, God. Here's Rick's quarterback radar once again. Is this the next Christian Ponder, or would we have said, hell yeah, Rick nailed this one? But I guess we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. I just, I guess I have real questions, too, about Rick, the executive or analyst, telling the truth. Like, I, I never know what's what with Rick. Well, I, well, well, he doesn't have any incentive to lie about Willis, does he? You think he's throwing smokes? Media, he's throwing smoke screens out as an analyst now too. I I think he's. I think he's just. I think he's just providing a good quote. I think he's just providing (laughs) a good. Like I. I don't know. There's. There was so little (laughs) truthfulness that came from Rick. I have no idea. All right. right, Let's get to question number two here because it also falls into a similar bin here. It's our mock a day. I want a mock. And this one comes from, so the, the, the question here is going to be centered around the theme of this mock draft. The theme is NFL.com, what every team should do in round one. Okay. So they've got their, like, all their analysts have done their mock drafts, but now this is what, what this is the advice for the teams. 
It's a look at what NFL teams should do, not a prediction of what they might do. It's an offering of what every team should do. If a team does like I say, like take Justin Je- – so he had the Vikings, the guy who wrote this is uh, Adam Rank. He had the Vikings taking Justin Jefferson, that they should take Jefferson two years ago. Then I'll never shut up about it. But if I'm wrong, like some other players, I'll pretend it never happened. So is this what the Vikings should do is question number two here. The draft plays out like this, according to them. Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, so two edge rushers right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner to the Texans. Kyle Hamilton to the Jets. Iki Aquanu to the Giants. Malik Willis to the Panthers. Trayvon Walker, another edge rusher to the Giants. Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher, Falcons. Evan Neal, Seahawks, he's offensive lineman. Jordan Davis, interior defensive line, Georgia to the Jets. Then Derek Stingley, Go to the Commanders, which just takes the decision out of your hands on Derek Stingley. And they have the Vikings. They say the Vikings should. If it plays out this way, then they should draft Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, third cornerback off the board. And the write-up is, you're in a weird spot, Vikings. If you if you told me that you were set on a wide receiver here, which isn't a terrible idea, I wouldn't try to talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody tells me uh, Return of the Jedi is their favorite Star Wars film. I don't agree, but I'm not upset with that selection. It sure feels like the secondary is a huge need for you guys, so I'd take McDuffie, who might end up being a better pro than Stingley. Is that what they should do? No. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not what they should do. What they should do is they should take... I think they should, and I think the more – I'm becoming convinced now they're going offense. You know what? I'll say it right now. Okay, I'm, here we go. I'm, bec- I'm becoming more and more convinced because everybody is – everybody and their brother is mocking a corner here. Yeah, um, it's too obvious. And I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know a lot about the, these guys. KOC and Quasi, I don't know. They're new. I have no idea. But I know this. Football and sports people rarely do exactly what you think. And like uh-huh. when everybody in our end of the business is like, well, you got to take McDuffie. No, you got to take Stingley. No, no, you got to take a corner. You know, don't blah, tell blah. us what to do. Exactly right. And, you don't put and, Quasi in a corner. Well, and you don't put KOC in a corner. You know, as, as you said on uh, Purple Daily, I think it was yesterday, Phil, these are offensive guys. Like he's an offensive guy. This mm-hmm. team has now built him up. Like we are defaulting in the Royal Week are defaulting to Zim, right? Like they're going to take defense because that's what they do. Well, no, they don't anymore. Um, So, no, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being put in, you know, nobody puts KOC and Kwesi in a corner. Screw that. Uh, They're going offense. They're going wide receiver. There, I said it. You know, here's my take on this. So the way this plays out, the Vikings would be taking the third cornerback off the board with no wide receivers yet off the board. Yeah, and this is gonna, yeah. way oversimplifying it, but would you rather take the third cornerback off the board or your selection of any of the receivers? And again, you don't need a receiver. Like maybe you need a cornerback, but if you right. if you're looking to make this offense a juggernaut and you want it to be a top five offense, then maybe Garrett Wilson's your guy. By the way, they have Garrett Wilson going to the Texans with the next pick, and then Drake London going a couple a couple picks later to the Eagles, and then then it's a run. Chris Olave to the Saints. And then Jamison Williams to the Chargers. So they've got four receivers coming off the board and the five picks after the Vikings. So I don't know. I, I, Declan, what do you think? Is this what they should do, cornerback? I think they should go cornerback, yeah. But I agree two things. Uh, they are in the weird spot. They're in the weirdest spot. They need cornerback help. There's no doubt about that. But 
you could always use another wide receiver. You could obviously still use another defensive end. They could still use another guy in the offensive line, right? Like, they are in a very weird spot. To his point about Return of the Jedi, though, this is my big key I want to take away, because it is the best Star Wars movie. All right, now he is directing this comment at me. Return of the Jedi is the greatest Star Wars film. I will die on that hill. There are nine of them now, or technically 10, Is that the 11. second one? No, Return of the Jedi is the third... Is Technically, episode six. It was the third Star Wars oh, okay. film that was released. Uh, it is the it is the end of four, five, six, the first era. It is the best one in my opinion. But there are other candidates. Empire Strikes Back's pretty good. You know, uh, Revenge of the Sith gets a lot of crap, but at the same time, it's the best. Of the prequels. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of Star Wars at your disposal here. But Return of the Jedi is the best film, and you can be talked into that. I respect this. Respect the hell out of this. I love it. I think. Yeah, I think. I think he really sparked a Star Wars debate here more than like a Vikings draft. I had to put up. I had at the wild game a a couple nights back. I had to put up with another Star Wars night. Those things should be banned in sports. I'm so sick of them. I don't love Star Wars movies. I'm not like I've not. I'm so sick of Star Wars nights. Up until about a year and a half ago, I had never seen a Star Wars movie. I have seen like six of them now. Oh wow! I do do appreciate. Oh wow! You have seen one. Yeah, I'd have to go see which one. I'm pretty sure I've just seen like. The first six in the like I saw the original three and then I watched like the the other ones that came out in like the well, late nineties or early two thousands. Stop having Star Wars nights! I'm so tired of them. What okay, kind of, what kind of theme night would clouds. you like? What kind of theme night would you like? No, you know what? No Nothing themes? to do with movies with bobbleheads. Yes, play the damn. Drop the puck, throw the ball, and play the damn game. Okay. And you know what? If you want to have a Mankato State night, that's fine. So you're so you're okay with just like random college nights, but not for big random college nights that only connect for, with a small portion of the audience. Yeah, but, I'm fine with that. You know why? Because then I don't. I'm not subjected to like Star Wars clips during but, the game. But you're, I think uh, they should take Star Wars night to a new level. Like you, you, you can you can't get in unless you're dressed like a Star Wars character. I agree. You know, they, if you're yeah, not dressed like Chewbacca, awesome. then they yep, turn you away to, at the gate. To ten, ten losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten losers. Wow. This guy, hey, get that with purple cows. <laughs> That's what happens. All right, before we get to question number three here, and then question number four, we are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft night one, which means we are less than two weeks away from the Purple Daily Surly draft night party where we will be debuting with Surly. Really, they will be debuting with our assistance. A special before I die Minnesota football ale. You could only get it. In the tap room that night. Now, maybe if it's wildly popular, maybe, maybe there's plans going might, forward. We'll see. It might be extended run. Exactly we'll see. Right. Um, but attendees are also going to have a chance free to get in. Attendees are going to have a chance to win a 65-inch 5 Series TCL Google Smart TV. It's going to be a blast, Judd. 3 o'clock, doors open. 6 o'clock, we start. We go, and Surly stays open, the brew hall, until the first round is done. There's going to be a camera and microphone as well for you because this show is going to morph into a live Viking vent line. First ever time, a live Viking vent line. So while you're sipping on it before I die, and of course you didn't pay to get get in, which is the best part because I think most draft parties do charge, you can weigh in on the Viking selection April 28th first round of the draft do join us it's going to be a ton of fun love it love it also a shout out to our friends at dennis kirk so they've been huge supporters of us at score north mackie and judd purple daily for three years now and you know riding season means dennis kirk a hundred sixty thousand parts and accessories in stock if you like to ride harleys indians metric cruisers sport bikes whatever it is you'll find what you need 
at DennisKirk.com. Free shipping on orders over $89 and same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m. Ride more, wait less. DennisKirk.com. All right, question number three here, boys. <laughs> you guys touched on this uh, while I was fighting Internet Gremlins on Mackie and Judd Feedback Friday, but let's expand even more here. What is your level of excitement for the USFL's reemergence this weekend? Professional football is back this weekend. What is your level of excitement like? Like ten being, I can't. You know, Vi- Vikings are about oh. to play in a Super Bowl level of excitement, and one being like you know the fourth pre the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game. I'm personally at a four because I'll dabble. Oh yeah, I'll dabble if I if I'm flipping by it and I stop. You know what? I'll stop and say, hey, what's the quality of play? Um, not off the charts. I, I told Dex it's weird. So the entire season is going to be based. All games are going to be played in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that's a COVID thing for a year, and then it's going to go back to the towns that have teams. But I'm I'll, guessing it's probably more of a budget thing, right? So they don't they don't have. It very well might be. No. Yep. But I will dabble and and off the charts excited. No. But when Kyle Sloter is in your league. Damn right, I'll watch a little bit. Hell yeah. Damn right. Greatest preseason quarterback in Vikings history. Greatest mm-hmm. fights ever about a guy that meant nothing to the I franchise. Know, I know. He de- Do you, th- you think Kirk Cousins divides the fan base? Oh, God. Kyle Sloter is the real. He fan ripped base families apart. The real divisor, yeah. Yeah. I families a, I, didn't listen, talk. I have a cousin I haven't talked to since the second preseason game in 2019. Wow. Kyle I got, through, I got through Kirk, I got through Trump. But me and the family went <laughs> south and it came to Kyle Slaughter. Yeah. Couldn't get couldn't get past it. Couldn't do it. All right, Dex, what's your what's your excitement level? Uh, I told Judd the reason I am most excited for this, uh, selfishly and professionally, is during the write that down off season, we now can make predictions about football that's happening. <laughs> and I don't have to like Dude, try right. to try to pull a rabbit out of a hat or pull the Zolged where I'm making a prediction nine months in advance and then I forget I about it. it and now I can actually remember it. So I that that's why I'm most excited. But yes, I will probably turn it on a little bit here and there. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think it'd be fun. How about that shot at me just for no reason at all? That's the second that's time she's taken that shot at me. At all. Yeah. It's very, very targeted. So, so the, the league will use, myself. like Judd said, a single site format, play all 10 weeks of the regular season at Protective Stadium in Birmingham. So are there just going to be games like every day of the week? How many games can you play in one day at one sure. stadium? Outside my my USFL knowledge right now, Phil. Are they going to no do you buy one ticket on a Saturday and you just get to be there for 10 hours watching football? I just want a football ticket. <laughs> Honey, it's Easter. Come home. No. There's nine USFL games yeah. tonight. I can't. They start at 4 in the morning. Tell the kids I love them. So they're already, the, the league is owned by Fox, but there's going to be, the first game is going to be simulcast on like Fox and NBC and Peacock. It's a, It's the first multi-network football event yeah. since like Super Bowl one or something back yeah, in the day. Yeah, Super Bowl one was on, uh, yeah. But NBC. the funny thing is yeah. they brought back, they, they brought, so they're, they're not playing home games. They're all just playing in Birmingham. And Birmingham's the, got a team. So there's the Birmingham Stallions, Stallions, but then there's, it's all the same teams from the 80s, and they're yeah. getting sued for using the names. Right. So they're already they're getting sued. There's the Houston Gamblers, Michigan Panthers, New Jersey Generals, New Orleans Breakers, Philadelphia Stars, Pittsburgh Maulers, and you know Tampa Bay do? Bandits, and none of them are actually like representing their cities. They're just I, I can name a player from almost every one of those teams from the from, '80s from from back then. Yeah, please do. A- Anthony Carter was on Michigan, and then oh obviously became a Viking. What did you just do? 
Um, go, go go through the teams again. Okay, so, Birmingham Stallions. Okay, I can't. <laughs> Next team. I'm glad he did now. He just said. Next team. <laughs> almost. I said <laughs> almost. I qualify. I qualify so six other teams. Almost. Keep going. Keep going. All right, the Houston Gamblers. Jim Kelly, quarterback. Uh, you said Michigan was Anthony Carter. Anthony New Jersey Carter. Generals. Wasn't that Trump's Walker, team? Doug Flutie. Yes, it was. And then he tried to, and then he tried to like throw the USFL under the bus to get an NFL team, and they were like, "No, he <laughs> not uh, coming here." He he also signed Flutie, and then tried to get the rest of the league to help pay his contract. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I did this league a tremendous favor. Now you should all help me pay Doug Flutie." They're like, "Bleep you!" Okay, keep going. New Orleans Breakers, uh, Bobby Abair. Wow. And then he went and played for the Saints, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. The Philadelphia Stars. Mm. Mm. I don't remember that one. Um, yep. Pittsburgh Maulers. Okay, now I, I guess I'm done now. But anyway, the point is there was some great talent Tampa in the Bay USFL. Bandits? Where did uh, Warren Moon play? Didn't Warren Moon play in the USFL? No, he played CFL and then went CFL. to the Oilers. He played for the Edmonton Eskimos. Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker played for the Generals, Trump's team. Okay. In fact, he and Trump are friends, I think, because of that. Okay. Um, and Red, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Reggie White played for Memphis head, okay. head of team. Interesting. And um, and uh, um, the best part of the entire league was at one point, and I don't know why, Arizona and Chicago traded teams. They literally just moved. They traded teams what? and assumed new identities and like traded all the players. I and I don't. It. I've got. I don't know why. I, I should go back and find out. That league was really, really weird, though. So these and guys are getting paid like, I think it's like forty grand or something for this for the whole season. Oh, uh, some some of the rules it'll be different from traditional NFL games include a thirty-five second play clock instead of forty. So let's get things going. Three options after a touchdown: a one-point kick from the fifteen, a two-point try from scrimmage at the two, or a three-point try from scrimmage at the ten. Kind of like that. The option to kick off or have an untimed down from your own thirty-three yard this line. Is, this is the we've been this saying this we for. Want. We yeah. invented this. We did. with this Chris is, Long like eight did. years ago. You so and you Chris did. Long did. Yep, I did so, not. Dex did, yeah, not. did not. You and Chris Long invented this idea. So you have to gain twelve or more yards, and if you do, yep. you get the ball back. The Love NFL that. will adopt this eventually. Kickoffs from the twenty-five yard line, which Jeff Fisher predicted, will nearly eliminate touchbacks. Uh, best so of three shootout format in overtime where each team gets three plays from the two-yard line, the one with the most points after each. So you could just kick three field goals if you wanted or you could run plays. So kickoffs we'll from find out. the 25 might eliminate touchbacks, but brace for some concussions. Exactly. Jeff Fisher is all aboard that concussion train. Uh, on punts, gunners can't line up outside the numbers and can't be double teamed until after the ball is kicked. Gunners. And then, uh, let's see, 15-yard walk-off for defensive pass interference. Oh, instead yeah. of a spot foul, oh, yeah. and then the multiple knowledge. forward passes are allowed as long as they happen behind the line of scrimmage. You can run like a jet sweep, toss forward, and then <laughs> that guy can throw a pass if you want to. All right. Which, that's right, jet sweep, toss forward, pass Hell if yeah. you want to. Play it. All right, question number four here, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They're all about risk management, okay, which honestly some of these – Non-NFL football leagues might want some better business insurance based on what's happened to them pretty much forever. But Federated is all about helping minimize risk, looking out on the horizon, and maximizing the success of your business. 
You can find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to, pro- to protect yours. All right, question number four. Would you get to our random would-you-rather question here? Would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazing at any activity or sport that you tried? This is so easy. It's incredibly easy. It's the latter. Intelligence is so overrated. I, I, I just, I, I have no, I don't, I don't want to know everything like that. I would rather be able to pick up a baseball or swing a golf club uh, in at any rate as I could. I could just pick it up. I'd be elite at it. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be smart about these things. I don't want, I don't want to have. And then like you're just, you're just kind of come off as a pompous, you know what? When you're such a know it all like that, like I just, I want nothing to do with that. Give me the, give me the athletic ability. All right. Okay. Judd, could could I choose my ability? I mean, yes. like I don't well, want to be good. Florida's an idea, probably. Well, yeah. I, but but what I'm saying Classic is, like, I don't God. I don't want to be good at a thing that I can't maximize my income at. But if I'm good at like baseball or football, then I can make millions. Yeah. Like so like I you're not yeah that. like like being a great like board game player. That's what I'm saying. Is not like, going to get you very far. Like, I don't. I, want can, that. I dominate Clue. Yeah. No. No. I don't want that. No. If it's a if, if it's an activity that Shoots can make and ladders. Me, <laughs> great game. If it's an activity that can make me millions, I'm going with that. Yes, I'm with that one there. So I think I, I feel you there. You know, I thought about this. I think I think I would choose to be a genius because I feel like it just opens more doors. It it opens more doors to live a life of leisure and luxury. You know, you're just like you're you're gonna be efficient. You're probably gonna have multiple successful businesses. But you, you, know, you got to be it, careful because geniuses sometimes are really just weird people and their personalities stink. Okay, but they're rich. Not all. Yeah, of them. I don't want to be a. But I, I don't want to be a rich. A but on rich the flip side, okay. Who, but you could you could also be great at basketball and be like, you know, be like Adrian Peterson as a football player, or be like uh, Michael Beasley, former Timberwolf, and like blow all your money. And now you're fifty, forty, fifty years old, and you're. You're, yeah, you're true. Like, trying to milk a dime out of, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's not always greener on I'm the going, athletic side. I'm going one talent. Okay. <laughs> I'm going one talent. I'm glad we hashed that out. Let us know what you guys would do in the YouTube comment section. Click the subscribe button, too, and the like button on this episode on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Help spread the word about this community of Vikings fans that you guys are helping us build here. And we would love to see as many of you as possible at the Purple Daily Surly Draft Party. So don't be shy. I, some people have already sent us like their hotel <laughs> reservations. Because I so told that's them where to awesome. stay. Some people coming in from out You of guys town. laughed at me. I told them where to stay. I told I, them listen, where to get and the I, reservations. I enjoy that said. hotel. I picked a different hotel specifically because I don't want you like putting together a roving gang of Judd Zolgads knowing like where my ho- where my bed is at night. So I went to an undisclosed different hotel. That's fine. That's fine. The fans are staying, the fans are staying where, where they should. That's all that matters to me. And I'm not even getting the cut. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Purple Daily. See you guys tomorrow.